From Tally to Cali, it's time to wake up. Warchant.com is your ultimate seminal sports source. And this is Wake Up Warchant, presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. One now here's Warchant.com's ass on Hunch of Andy and Corey Clark. Have a holly jolly Christmas. It's the best time of the year. Wake up! What is up, everybody? It's Wake Up Warchant presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill coming up on today's show, assessing the quarterback situation. And don't take the law into your own hands. You take him to court. Antitrust lawsuit forthcoming from the Florida AG? Wake Up War Chant presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, Tallahassee, Florida. CPTallyBar.com, the website, QR code on your screen. Hit it with your phone. Go right to the website. Place your order to go. But I recommend you go hang out inside Corner Pocket and enjoy your meal. Lunch specials Mondays through Fridays from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. It alternates day by day by day. On Wednesdays, you get five chicken wings and French fries. Set it and forget it. We don't have to worry about the side dish. You're like, we're going to give you fries. They pair well with our best-in-city chicken wings. $8.99, Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. Hope you enjoyed trivia night, everybody. Thursday... You can go hang out again socially and party and win some stuff by playing bingo this time around. Do it. Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. Warchant.com, your ultimate seminal sports source. Come join us. We're apparently, Corey, the largest website on the On3 network. And according to Shannon Terry, who uh, has created all these other networks in the past, uh, we are substantially larger than other websites and other comparable uh, markets. And um, we're by far bigger than even the number two site on this network. Not bragging, just telling you what the boss said, everybody. Come join us. Yeah, it's us. like uh, we're up there with, uh, it was Nebraska, Michigan, Tennessee, and one other one are the top five. And he, he had a tweet saying, these top five are far and away our, the, the biggest subscriber bases, the biggest uh, websites we have. And then he goes, Warchant is far and beyond number one. Hmm. Um, so again, most of that go is because of Aslan and I, <laughs> and what we've done for the website over the years. No, literally, like that's awesome to see and read. Um, because number one, I, we really do appreciate everybody that signed up and continues to sign up for that web for the website. But also, it's a testament to Gene. Mm. Like it's it's not like he just hoards that money and builds himself another house or three. Um, he puts the money that he makes from that website back into everything like you, you you've got eight or nine full-time employees some that are really really i shouldn't say some all that are really really good at their jobs grown men uh, with with families and mortgages and we're able to do this so yeah it's uh and you look around at other websites and they have three or four guys or two guys or one guy or five maybe we have nine and there's this is i mean it, with people that have been doing this again Aslan's been in the business for 20 years. He's been at Florida State for six. But Tom, I don't know, 12, 15, Ira, over 20, Jeff, 25, me, 15, but I've known, I've been following Florida State for 40, Gene for 25, like Langston for 20. Like it's just a lot of, uh, a lot of institutional knowledge and a lot of uh, expertise that are, are certain fields. And yeah. You get what you pay for, folks. Mm. You get what you pay for, and that was cool to see because that's how it should be. We should be number one. We mm. are the best website. Thank you, everybody, for uh, underscoring that. All right, so is Florida State going to get Cam Ward and Jeremiah Smith? Go, Corey Clark. We're paying you. 
at the Ultimate Sentinel Sports Source. Tell us now, now, now. Mm, let's see what I'm hearing on both. Uh, yeah, no, I have no idea. I, I think that uh, here's the thing, though, Aslan, in my opinion. Well, hey, they- Ryan Bartow tweeted on Tuesday a nuclear bomb gif. So, I mean, you're not tweeting that out if you're not flipping a guy from Ohio State to Florida Well, State. I That's think that was opinion. because of the, the twenty class of 26 kid that committed. Oh, stop it. I mean, it was right after that you that can't Rebell do that. tweeted. 26 means nothing. Up. That's 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 fugazi. I mean, I think they want to make all these guys feel like they're the next uh, Jeremiah Smiths or Cam right. Ward, so I think all that's right. – I, I wouldn't look too much into – Tweets. Uh, what is Ryan Bartow's job? Player personnel – director of player personnel or something acquisition like or something? Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't look too much into his, his – his, the gifts as like a, a, what's going on. Um, but, yeah, look, here's the thing. There is no doubt in my mind – uh, Cam Ward, I, I guess, was supposedly visiting Miami on Tuesday. Yes. And then, word is assessing. Is that the word that we're, the verb that we're using? Assessing. He might and probably will be in Tallahassee at some point this week. Okay. Uh, Pete Thamel reported that DJ Uwe Ungalale. There it is. Will be um, will be in Tallahassee this weekend. Mm. I think you'd want Cam Ward over DJ. I think DJ is a nice plan B. Cam Ward, I think, is your plan A. But here's the thing. There's no doubt in my mind they could go get him if they absolutely had to have him. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, there's a number that everybody has, and Florida, the battle's in and Florida State can hit it. It's just a matter of what are you willing to spend on one player when you have other positions to fill and a huge recruiting class coming in that also probably is looking for some NIL. So that's it's, it's some capology going on. About how much money's there and what they can, what can they, what they can spend it on, and what they think Cam Ward is worth versus what they think DJ is worth versus what they think Tate Rodemaker and Brock Glenn are worth, and how much the difference in WAR, I guess, mm. the wins above replacement between one, two, and three there, those three options. So, man, I can tell you this: if they got Cam Ward and Jeremiah Smith, it won't matter what happens in the Orange Bowl. It's a great holiday season. Mm. It is a great holiday season. I do think, and this is how I would look at it, and this is how people go broke in professional sports, but I would look at it saying Cam Ward guarantees me a chance to be playing for a spot in the playoff. He guarantees me a chance. If you go look at that kid play and look at his numbers, he is a very, very good college quarterback, better than your other options by a substantial margin, in my opinion. Um so he gives you a chance. I mean, again, though, what's the base? What's the baseline we're looking at, Aslan, in 2024? Six wins? Seven Ooh. wins? Ooh. Does he raise that to ten? Is he that good to have a three as a war when if, if he's replacing a Rodemaker or a, a redshirt freshman Brock Glenn? I don't know. That's why other people get paid money to make those decisions. What have your thoughts been on? I mean, I kind of try to touch on this the last time we hung out and talked on the show, but – you know, I think we just tweeted out on three a list of the, you know, best available players or the top commits, rather, so far in the portal. And only four of the top 25 have committed. But you look at the, these four players, Dylan Gabriel, Riley Leonard, uh, Toriano Pride, Brock Vandegif. Like, neither of those guys really are for sure program changers. Like, I think Dylan Gabriel keeps you afloat at Oregon after you lose Bo Nix. Where is all the help coming from that I was expecting? This this chaos, the wild, wild west that Mike Elko was lamenting two weeks ago. It's been pretty quiet, and you're going to lose 
Keon Coleman, probably. You're going to lose Jared Verse, probably. There doesn't seem to be anybody relatively close to their neighborhood of replacement apples to apples. So are we just kind of chalking this up to look at the high school part of this equation now? Because that's where Florida State's at. They're no longer going to rely on the portal. I've been very underwhelmed by the talent that's in the portal and the options that are out there on the whole. Yeah, no, I get that. Uh, I think more talent will will come. I mean, remember, Keon was April, right? That's true. Uh, Braden Fisk, well, he might have been December, but Keon was April. I think they had another kid that was late in the game in the last couple of years that was after spring. That people Marcus Cushney. Besides him, that, that people are screaming at their team. Turning time, maybe? Was he a late yeah, addition? Yeah, he was too? late. Gibbons, was I think late. Gibbons was a late addition. Emmanuel, um, I think, was late, too. I think they, they yeah, dragged their so, team Dimitri. But Keon, obviously, is the biggest name out of that bunch. But, I, you know, look, it, it's not... I, I don't know how it works as far as, like, let's just say, let's pretend you and I are running uh, Florida State. Mm. You and I, we're running Florida what State. What are we going to call our collective? Uh, give money to Corey. Okay. And Aslan, pay for players. GM, <laughs> GMC, give money to Corey. GMC, pay for play. Pay for play. Um, so if I'm looking at a roster of a very good team and a kid that's not on the portal, me personally, and I don't think this is happening, but what I would do was I would make overtures saying, "Would you be interested mm. in leaving?" To kids that aren't even in the portal yet. So we're, we tamper in our at our collective. We tamper. That's what we do. Okay. That's what we do. Okay. But So I saw that. I think there was a kid from San Diego State that put his name in the portal on Tuesday, early afternoon-ish, and then it committed to Louisville a few hours later. Mm. So you see stuff like that, and you're like, okay, that's where you that, – that's, that's – you're not seeing a lot of that yet. There's still a lot of people out there that haven't committed yet. And, I, and obviously, I thought there were more – there was a lot of additions to the portal uh, today. Georgia lost three more players. None starters, but guys that, you know, were redshirt freshmen that might have had – they might have had plans for them to start later in their careers. Um, that, you know, the ETN kid from Florida mm. apparently is looking at Georgia – uh, to go so the point the point being no it's not it's not overwhelming with incredible names but look at like I'll be honest with you man I'm a I'm a I'm a pretty big college football fan I had never heard of Keon Coleman right I, I didn't watch any Big Ten games that he played in um, I hadn't heard of Jaheim Bell I absolutely hadn't heard of Jared Burse um, so th- there might be bigger names out there than we realize like you're not seeing like all Americans enter the portal. But you're seeing guys that maybe with a year or two tutelage somewhere else could turn into a Jared Verse or a Keon Coleman and become All-Americans. Like, Braden Fisk wasn't a big name, right? I know. He was, man. Like, Southern Cal wanted him. Notre Dame wanted him. But I'm saying like you, Texas when, when wanted he entered Verse. the portal, when Braden Fisk entered the portal last year, you didn't go, holy crap, did the Knowles have a chance at that kid from Western Michigan? No, but within, like, 24 hours of him putting his name in there, it's like Southern Cal has reached out to him, Notre Dame has reached out to him, Florida State wants him, and they're like, okay, this guy's a real player then. Like, this is not happening a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm just not seeing. Maybe I'm not following the right portal accounts here, but... Um, to your point, though, I guess, you know, more players entered in on Tuesday. Uh, so maybe, you know, maybe some of these teams are finally having bowl practices and some of these interviews with their staffs and figuring out they want to maybe relocate. So, uh, but yeah, I, I get it. I mean, like, we didn't know who Jared Verse was, but like when he entered the portal, you saw that sort of enthusiasm that Florida State had right. in reaching out to him and trying to make this thing happen. But it and wasn't listen, like immediate, right? I, I think when it comes to like a Fisk or a Verse from these smaller schools, it's 
when they enter their names in the portal, yippee, big deal. And then you see who starts offering. Right. And then it right. becomes and then it gains momentum. And then it becomes like well, this is a big battle. It's yeah. a big recruiting battle. And maybe that hasn't had time to gain momentum yet for some of the guys from, from lesser schools, or maybe they're not out yet. Uh, they're they're in the portal, but not officially in the portal. But I, I and I'm not disagreeing with you. I guess my the only pushback I'm having is I. And I'm not I criticizing think, the coaches. I'm not criticizing the coaching staff either. Everybody. I'm just I'm just uh, verbalizing my discontent with just the 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 lack of options seemingly right now. Sorry. Well, and, and I, the only pushback I would have on that is it is December 12th. Let's see what it looks like this time next week. Okay. Um, there might be a lot. You know, I don't remember the timeline last year as far as when Jaheim Bell. And when Morlock and when um, Byers and Roddick and those guys committed, I assume it was right around the middle of December, which is kind of uh, you know where we are now. I, I will admit this: um, it's time to get some good news. You know, I, I said that on headlines uh, on Tuesday. Like, I, I'm not. I get how it has to go. I get the. I get the the timetables and everything. And you're not going to just take somebody to take somebody. But it would be nice if Florida State fans got a couple of additions instead of just subtractions right now. Now, again, I don't think they've lost any anybody yet of substance. Uh, somebody that was, like, really in their plans that was going to be a starter, I don't think they've lost – they've had a big loss yet. But it has – the only portal news for Florida State over the last nine days since that debacle by the selection committee has been guys leaving. It would be nice to start adding some folks. Yeah. I'm with you on that. That needs to start. Well, you're in the mix for these quarterbacks, which are two of the top quarterbacks that are on the portal right now, and DJ Uyunglele yeah. and then Cam Ward. So those are those are real tangible things. I think our guy Grumpy BK was saying that you know we're seemingly like resigned to only talking about or thinking about a future with DJ Uyunglele, and it's I'm not, but it just that seems to be the only real tangible news that's being shared and disseminated is about the mutual interest between both of them. DJ in Florida State, and then him actually making like a concrete plan to come visit. We know that Cam Ward is possibly going to come visit, but we also know that he's, you know, factoring with a lot of other schools. So right now it just seems like, not that Uwe Ungalale is on the front burner, but just seems to be a little bit more of a viable candidate right now. Uh, Kyle Morlock committed on the 15th of December. Uh, Braden Fisk, 26th. So that's a that's a nice range. So yeah, maybe that should calm me down a little bit and get me off my ledge here. What about Jaheim Bell? I feel like he was early, one of the early ones, but I could be wrong. Maybe he was j like late December. Mm. I think he was after Morlock, actually. Yeah. Now that I think about it, uh, December twelfth. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So Morlock came after Jaheim Bell. Yeah. Apparently, oh. to, according to my quick cursory search here on the uh, Google oh, machine right. here. So okay. Uh, but in terms of right players out, no one really catastrophically gone. Again, Patrick Payton, I think, deleted that tweet. We have not yeah. seen him officially enter the portal. That seems to probably be a negotiation tactic, which, hey, this is this is the world we all signed up for, so I'm not going to really get on these guys' cases for doing that kind of stuff. But well, Malcolm you can Ray's to a little bit. You can a little bit. Everybody's negotiating. Everybody has a price that had a good year last year. Right. They're not all running to Twitter to say they're entering the portal. Well, like You, you can threaten to enter the portal without actually having the world see it because you well, can't undo yeah. that. You can't unring that bell. Well, it depends who you have in your corner. I, I get it, man. Some people have better, you know, uh, representation. Advisors, them, advisors, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but in that vein, Malcolm Ray on Monday tweeted pretty much a very similar sentiment to Patrick Payton, apologizing to the fan base that he thinks he'll be entering the portal. As we sit here and record this, I think it's the same case as Payton. I don't think he has officially entered the portal, but he has talked about his intentions to do so. 
Now, he didn't grade out all that great on PFF core. I think 55 is what he graded out at, which is below that 60-point threshold, which you pretty much start yeah. off at. He played in all 13 games, though. He's one of your kind of grassroots guys. He was part of the Willie regime, stayed here, has been part of your plans and your rotation. Like, if he were to leave, it'd be unfortunate. And I'm sure a lot of people are like, well, he, you know, what's the big deal? Who cares? He's just a, a piece of depth. But he was valuable depth when you had other stars around him. So you're going to lose those stars. Like you're losing Fisk, AP third third team All American. You're losing Jared Verse, probably second team All American. Fabian as well. Don't you still need to be able to retain a guy like Malcolm Ray while you're also adding and trying to reload other talent around him? I'm not trying to say it'd be a huge loss, but it would be it would be a loss. This this would ding their plans. I would think. No, okay. my opinion is no. I, I and I'm not trying. It's going to sound rude. I'm not trying to be rude. I think we know what Malcolm Ray is now. He's a depth piece. Uh, you can go get other guys of equal ability uh, as Malcolm Ray. In my opinion, he should stay because he's been here for three or four or five years or however long it's been. He is a piece of this defense. He's not a pivotal piece. He's not a critical piece. But he did get 25, 20 snaps a game, um, and that, that's nice to have depth and experience and guys that know how to be coached by Odell all there in the in the room and I don't know what he'd be looking for he's not going to go to Southern Cal and be a star he's Malcolm Ray so I don't I guess I don't and it's not like uh, other ACC teams or SEC teams will be falling all over themselves to rush to Malcolm Ray's door to recruit him hmm. like Florida State's I probably his ceiling Program-wise, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. And he's not – he's not. maybe he's a starter at some other small school, but the reps – I mean, he gets reps at Florida State. So, again, that to me, if I was running it, if I was running Florida State, I got the collective and now I'm coaching the football team, I'd be like, good luck, man. Good luck. You know, good luck. Try to find another place that's as good as us with all your teammates and guys you've been coached with now for four years and, and replicate this, mm. um, you know, Derek McClendon, God love you. There, that's Exhibit A. Who had a, who had a more fun season, Malcolm? You or Derek McClendon? You know, it, it like who who enjoyed this more? Like I just I don't understand the mindset of that. Like Malcolm Ray, they're not telling him to leave, but if he did leave, it's just hurting himself. Like Florida State will be fine without the likes of a Malcolm Ray. Do you know what I mean? Like they'll be fine. They can go find another Malcolm Ray. I don't think Malcolm Ray can go find another Florida State. And if I was if I was advising him, I would tell him to enjoy the fact that he gets to be in one of the prominent programs, preeminent programs in the country, and has a spot on the depth chart at Florida State. That said, they got to go get some D linemen. I mean, you're you're losing Verse Fisk, love it for sure, for sure. Well, Verse hasn't. You know, there's some people that are holding out hope on Jared Verse, but I'm with you. Okay, well, I, I'm assuming that would <laughs> yeah. be a great surprise, but I'm assuming. Um, and then you you know you know you're who knows what I mean I thought Tafasi out of all the guys that have left Aslan hmm. and there have been twelve of them now I think or ten ten or twelve I guess Malcolm Ray doesn't count yet because he's not in the portal yet um, Tafasi's the one that like I thought he had he's the one that could sting down the road because I think there's some real ability there there's some other stuff you have to deal with um, he wasn't always in the coach's good graces it wouldn't appear. Um, he he just straight up redshirted when I think he probably was good enough to play some this year. So there there's some other stuff 
you know, I don't know if he's a bad kid or yeah, a coach. I'm not saying he's that. He's just so he's raw. growing up. He's maturing. Yeah. So, but he is the one that would straight up dominate some practices, especially in August when they were still getting reps and he he wasn't scout team. That I thought he had a chance to really be a player um, in a year or two, and so that's one that I think could hurt. All the other guys, to me, were at best depth pieces. Tofasi is a guy that in 2024 or 2025, if he progressed and got and reached his ceiling, could have started and maybe starred. But we'll we'll never know here at Florida State, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. You you got Daryl Jackson, Josh Farmer, and then you have Daniel Lyons and Malcolm Ray. And if you get Armando Blunt, you know that's that's it's a pretty decent five. I mean, I, I don't I'm not discounting just how valuable Braden Fisk and you know Fabian are, but maybe you're not that far away if you're able to keep a guy like Malcolm happy. Daryl Jackson grows and and buds, and, and Josh Farmer stays on track, and then you are able to get a guy like. Um, Armando Blunt, that maybe you're not as far off as you would think. Yeah, but Blunt, Blunt isn't Blunt the kid that reclassified? I think so. Yeah, he so is. he was in the class of 2025, and they reclassed to 2024. I, yeah. You know, I think he's a year away, right? You can't expect him. I don't care how talented he is. Timmy Jernigan didn't play a ton as a freshman. Interior defensive line as a freshman, you have to be a monster. Dog. You have to yeah. be like one. Of, you have to be a generational type player to get real reps as a true freshman uh, at, in the middle of the defensive line. So I, I wouldn't necessarily count on him. I do think they need another piece there. I definitely think they need one, maybe two defensive ends. Oh, That's sure. That's where yes. I would be looking at. Yes. You know, I, I, I don't uh, – Edmund and Byron Turner uh, were depth pieces, but they neither one of them looked to me like they were burgeoning stars, like they were about to take off. Strong uh, word, I, like it. I, I think – thank you. I think you need – I think you need at least – you probably need three D linemen. You're right. I keep forgetting about Daryl Jackson because we never saw the dang guy. Yeah. But Jackson and Farmer is a nice place to start. Mm-hmm. It's a really nice place to start. You need you need probably one more in there that's a there's a player of that caliber or better would be great, and then probably two more defensive ends. So three line defensive linemen in total. And what about Dennis Briggs if he gets this seventh year of eligibility? Yeah. Shout out to Travis and everybody else who came out to the uh, District 850 for the Jeff Cameron Warchant Charity Bowling Tournament. It was good to see everybody's shining bright faces on Monday. Travis is a fan of the show, Corey. He says he's introduced himself numerous times, but he knows that you wouldn't remember his name. And I'm like, I no. promise I'll remember your name. He uh, was very nice, complimented the show, the website. And as he was walking away, he said, oh, by the way, I've tried that vitamin energy stuff and it's legit, man. He's got really like the mood, and I like the focus. You weren't lying, and I'm like, hey, you know, I'm just you know, yeah, I mean, we they, don't they, lie. I mean, they do pay me, but I, I believe in it. It's on my my desk for a reason. It's in my fridge for a reason. He too puts his shots in the fridge. He says it's a little bit easier to to go down. I think it tastes delicious either way, but I have a very rudimentary palate. But you all have rough days out there. Use Vitamin Energy to make them a little bit better. Use the promo code WordChampBogo when you go to VitaminEnergy.com and you will buy one and get one free. Travis the Bowler said he got the Variety Pack, which is what allowed him to sample out the Focus Plus and the Mood Plus and all the other great varieties of Vitamin Energy. Rumor is they're even working on a WordChamp mm. branded variety of Vitamin now Energy. We're talking. So, now we're talking. Eyeball emojis. Eyeball emojis, kids. Shake it and take it. Give it a shot. It's the world's first and only clinically proven tested energy shot. VitaminEnergy.com. Promo code is WordChampBogo. WordChampBogo. 
man, did we did we bury the lead, Corey? Possible antitrust lawsuit? Florida lawmakers, attorney general rattling some sabers, want some answers, some transparency from this college football playoff. Is there enough runway to maybe somehow get the Knolls into the playoff this year? Maybe an emergency oh, game there you go. Yeah. Uh, to, to get this. Is, give us the hope. I don't think but there's yeah, any hope, everybody. But. Probably not. Yeah, I don't think you could. Yeah, file an injunction. Florida State flies out to Pasadena, too. <laughs> and they, they determine, like, late New Year's Eve who's playing Michigan. Um, that should be the that should be the the uh, what you call it the uh, protest. Just go to Pasadena and get to the locker room before Alabama, right? Just, just get, get into the locker room and like Alabama shows up. Like, hey, sorry guys, no, we're here, we're good. See, go back home. We're fine. We're gonna play this game. I yep. can promise you there. If you came up with a fund, like a GoFundMe to fly the Florida State football team, because I don't think Florida State would do it. But you could to hire a private plane to fly them from Miami after they beat Georgia. To why not go to New Orleans? That'd be okay. that'd be easier, I think. And plus, you should have been the three anyway. Okay. So don't don't let the committee tell you that you went from that you belong below one loss Texas. Okay. Uh. Uh-uh. You belong ahead of Texas. So mm. go to New Orleans, get in Texas's locker room, and say if you got a problem with it, fly out to Pasadena. But we're playing the Huskies. <laughs> it's, we're playing the Huskies in four in two hours. Sorry, gang. Yeah, that's not a bad idea, Aslan. I mean, it won't ever happen. But so that you you brought up the uh, the antitrust lawsuit that uh, well, not uh, lawsuit, but just the the posture, the investigation yeah. that uh, the the Florida Attorney General Moody is it Ashley Moody? Correct, it is. She's a gator. Mm-hmm. Uh, she admits that. I'm not holding that. She admits it in her uh, statement. Uh, and you said, well, did we bury the lead? And then I wonder if you polled a hundred people listening to this show, what percentage? Like, how many would rather hear about the quarterback for next year? Or the lawsuit, potential lawsuit, lawsuit threatening investigation by the Florida Attorney General into the College Football Playoff Committee. I mean, I'd hope I like I'd pretty, hope nine. I'd hope ninety-five to five, but I think it's probably a lot closer than that. I think it's fifty-fifty yeah. or close to it. I think yeah. there's a lot of people that are that are very interested in this. Um, the one thing I'm interested in, if because this this has more teeth, I think, than like what Rick Scott wanted. Like he's just calling for an investigation, but with no like a mechanism to make it happen. Well, this is an attorney general. They do have mechanisms. Uh, they do have subpoena power. They can, uh, they can, there is a blueprint or like Aslan just said, a runway, not to play in the game, but to, to get some real answers or, or I don't know if answers are the right word. Try to get to the bottom of how the vote was made. Get your text messages, get phone call, phone records, just subpoena that stuff and see. See how secretive they are about everything. And if if the only thing that comes out of it, the only thing that comes out of it is a committee member admitting the first six weeks we did this show were complete and utter nonsense. And they mattered not at all. Because that's their only real – if they had to testify under oath – like you see these people in, in you know in DC having to go do congressional hearings and stuff. Yeah. yeah. By the way, congrats to the uh, Harvard Harvard president for keeping her job. <laughs> uh, what a story. Anyway, um, so they would be asked, okay, so you had Florida State ranked three spots ahead of Texas going into Championship Saturday, correct? Yes. So Florida State played this. a team that was ranked 14th in the country, correct? Yes. Texas played a team that was ranked what? 19th, uh, I think maybe. 19. Did Florida State win their game? Yes. Did they win, did they cover the spread? Yes. <laughs> did they win by double digits? Yes. 
did the team they beat end up ranked higher than the team that Texas beated? Beated beat in their in your final poll? Yes. Were they did they play at Dope Campbell Stadium? No, they played on a neutral site. So explain to us what happened. How did it, what changed? And then the answer is well, you know, uh, we saw that the offense still wasn't good. They were really struggling. And then excuse me, uh, let me let me uh, let me interrupt. But the kid playing quarterback for Florida State in that game, did you think he was going to play three weeks later in a potential playoff game? No, no, we knew Tate Rodemaker. Okay, just one. Like, that's how it would go. And eventually you ask them, why did you have them ranked ahead of Texas after Tate Rodemaker played and after the after Florida State beat North Alabama without Jordan Travis and then after they beat Florida without Jordan Travis, Florida State actually moved up a spot. So you're telling us that the game where they gave up six points to a team that was averaging well over 30 is the reason you dropped them two spots? You dropped them behind two one-loss teams? What changed? And that's when they would admit that actually the stuff that happened the week before and the week before and the week before, none of it mattered. We wiped the slate clean, and we just looked at it for that weekend. And that would be the only thing that comes of it, probably. And what Although, does that do, maybe though? we got Herb like, Street text messages. What is, what is the closure... You know, it's probably rhetorical more than anything, but like, what's the closure that we're after here? Like, I listen, I get it. They value the e, they value the SEC more than they do the ACC. I'm sure they value Nick Saban and the Alabama brand uh, and who wins that conference because of the billions of dollars they've invested in it. It's like finding out that your spouse did something really bad to you, and you kind of know the reason why. Like, do you need like what's the what's why do you need like the actual full you know, I don't know, man. Like, I just don't think there was any propriety going on. They're like, listen, man, they didn't have their quarterback. Alabama's been looking pretty better. They beat the number one team in the country. We kind of are, you know, we, we've done this before. Like, we've we've had to kind of make it a beauty pageant. It has been figure skating. It's all been very subjective. Like, we're just going to go ahead and put Alabama in. That's the end of the story. Like, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm part of the problem, like, because I am surrendering and we need to be unconquered and fight this tooth and nail, but I just don't know... Like what? Well, there's no, there's no happening here. There's no satisfactory answer because even if you get, like, even if you get the answer that many people think, maybe you get a text message from Herb Street to Corrigan, or Hancock to Sankey uh, just, or something. Sankey, yeah. yes. Um, if you get an email or a text message that says you're going to do the right thing, right? Question mark. Whatever. You see something like that, it's still not going to be satisfactory because you're still going to feel it's just going to validate. That you got cheated. That at all costs, what ha- once Alabama beat Georgia, the wheels went in mo- Well, the wheels were already in motion. The wheels were in motion for two weeks. Right. And then once Alabama beat Georgia, Florida State had no chance to win, no chance to get in. And it just, like, it, it you can't go retroactively and award Nat Florida State a national championship. Well, maybe you could. I don't know. But if, you know, if you find some sort of paper trail, and I know paper trail, that's a 2000s term, uh, electronic trail, an e-trail, um, for, for communication between Sankey and Corrigan, or more likely Sankey and Hancock, and then Hancock to Corrigan. You, you know, it, at least the people that think Florida State fans are idiot conspiracy theorists could get off their backs for a little while. Like, you were cheated. We all know you were cheated. We all know they were going to let an SEC team in. They would never admit it, but here's the real, here's the proof that at all costs, Georgia or Alabama had to be in the SEC championship game. Or what I think happened, 
or could have happened. I shouldn't say I think because this is a conspiracy theorist. It's not quite tinfoil haddish, but when when uh, um, not offered Phillips when Phillips torpedoed the twelve team playoff for twenty three. Right. Maybe there was some text messages like, "Well, wait till he's wait till he tries to get an ACC team in the fourteen playoff. Wait till he sees what happens then." And then you know, maybe there's text ba- text chain going back a year and a half or two years since he voted against the uh, the twelve team playoff for twenty three, and they were holding against it, the, holding it against him the whole time in his conference. By the way, is he still alive, Jim Phillips? Yeah. To the best of my knowledge, yeah. Okay, we haven't seen him, so I didn't know. I didn't know if we, uh, if he was still alive or not. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe was he at the? I wonder if he was at the national championship for soccer for women's soccer since his. Mm. Yeah, because it was Notre Dame and Clemson. Congrats to uh. Well, who won that well, game? No, Florida State won it all, man. Women's no, soccer. No, I was talking about the men. I was talking oh. about the men's game. They I played on uh. They played uh, on Monday. Was it Marshall? What? I don't know. I'm just, my buddy used to play soccer for Marshall. I think they've actually been in the national title game the last few years. No, so. it was Clemson versus Notre Dame. It was right. an all-ACC final, Look buddy. Look at that. Amazing. Yeah, again, I just like, – none of that stuff that you said, like tinfoil hat conspiracy, none of it would surprise me. None of it right. would surprise me. It, it, it would just, be cool if you had proof, though. And so, But what it, does it do, though? Like, I think everybody that knows that Florida State got screwed is like, man, you guys got screwed. And now they're like, all right, stop complaining about it. You know? So it's – I just don't know what that maybe the the fifteen percent of your fan base that needs that kind of because listen, no one's ever going to be happy, right? You're never going to be able to finish the season out the way it intended, the way you deserve, and the way that you earned it. But like maybe getting this kind of vindication through yeah. legal means just. I gives... think it's just more vindication, validation, uh, and and look, it, I don't think the, these people are dumb enough to have an e trail. Where they're having conversations like that, I think these are phone. I think these are phone conversations, are conversations at dinner. Um, I don't think they're necessarily text messages. I could be wrong though. They probably never thought in a million years a Florida Attorney General would be investigating them after a senator said that they want to investigate them. So who knows, man? Uh, maybe they are that dumb. They actually probably are that dumb. Um, and so I just think, you know, the the one thing is the selection committee continues to go on. Like, they're not – I know we're going from 4 to 12, yeah. but it's still the same uh, arm and, of and, college football that's 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 deciding who gets to play. And they're responsible for picking more teams, right? Correct. They were only picking four this time around. Now there's going to be six auto bids, so they can't, you know, they can't fuddle around with that. But there's six at-large spots, so they're still going to have a greater sort of impact on who makes it. So if you find out that they are biased – we all know it, right? We all know it, but yes. if you can find in in writing in proof that they are actually anti everybody else and pro SEC, well, that that is something that could really be addressed and right. could could make immediate change. So I was talking about this all on right, headlines I'm with, you with, there. I'm with, you with there. Jeff. Like, what if Florida State next year is ten and two and beats Clemson, eleven and one Clemson, or eleven and zero Clemson, twelve and zero, whatever, in the national in the ACC championship game? Do we really think they're going to take two ACC teams? Like a 10 and 2 ACC champ Florida State, are they still also going to take Clemson at 12 and 1 or yeah. 11 and 2? Like I think if you if if something would come of this investigation, that might change the math in the room. It's yeah, it's still going to be brands. I think if it was Louisville, like say Louisville had actually beaten Kentucky and they were 11 and 1 coming into that game against Florida State, 
And like they lost, I still think in a 12 team playoff, they probably would have left Louisville out and they would have, they would have elbowed in Georgia and maybe like Missouri, even ahead of, of Louisville. Yeah, I, I do think like Clemson and Florida State are still like your strong enough brands that could do it in that scenario, but even that is probably still not a, you know, probable situation. But any other school in Florida State, no way they're both getting in. Whoever wins it, the conference, that that's it. That's but the only I think way. maybe now that changes a little bit. Yeah, like okay. there's been so much, no matter what comes out of this investigation, the fact that senators and attorney generals um, are are still talking about this and trying to f get investigations going about this, I think means their job, they they will have to have the look of complete and utter uh, balance and fairness next year where if, if I could be completely wrong, I'm probably naive. But because there's been so much blowback and outrage, in a 9-3 a, a and three Ole Miss team maybe doesn't get in over a 10-2 and two Kansas State team. Hmm. Which, if this all didn't happen, they absolutely would. They would be, but they're going to have to be like, look, you already got three teams in, Greg, or four. We're not getting Ole Miss in. No, no, we're not. We have to have representation outside of the SEC and the Big Ten, just for just for the optics. And so maybe at the very least, this does that, where it opens the door, where they won't because they 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 definitely don't want to spark another outrage. So this will be that maybe this is a means to that end. What about the fact that ESPN controls a college football playoff and vice versa? I don't know the tails wagon what, but for your future of, of getting out of the ACC and landing in one of these power two, is this going to affect any of that? Is this going to poison that well at all? This isn't Florida State doing any of this. This isn't Michael Alford or Dr. McCullough, or Mike Norvell going out there and grandstanding, if you want to call it that, or taking a stand. But for a, a team that's in a kind of precipitous situation here, when it comes to conference alignment, realignment, and affiliation, like could this backfire at some point? Or you have nothing to lose because you're that pissed off right now at the world? No, I mean, I think money is money. I, I don't think it would backfire Like if 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 – one of those conferences realizes that Florida State makes them a lot of money. No, the Big Ten. Uh, yeah, I don't think you're going to scare off the Big Ten, but I think you but, might. The, yeah. But I don't. I don't know. Like the SEC, it's like either they're going to take you or they're not. Like I don't know that this would matter. Okay. And as I as I've said now for six months, maybe longer than that, the only reason the SEC would ever take Florida State and Clemson is to keep them away from the Big Ten. Like they don't need them. I I know that sucks to hear. It sucks to say. But look at the numbers, folks. The SEC is dominating college football. They don't need Florida State and Clemson. They already got those states covered. But, again, the Big Ten, when you add Washington, Oregon, USC, Florida State, and Clemson to go along with Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, Wisconsin, you are you And Nebraska. Are -to -to. Nebraska's and back, Nebraska baby. Nebraska with the number one quarterback in the world. The, the Huskers are back, son. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, that you're talking about, that's toe-to-toe. -to -toe. And if the SEC, they might not mind. Maybe they think it's the better for the sport if it's if it's evenly distributed like that. But that would be the reason Sankey wanted Florida State and Clemson is to keep them away from the Big Ten and kind of squash the Big Ten. But, man, other than that, no, I don't think, you're, I don't think any of this has anything to do with that. Or, or what about, does Greg Sankey say, all right, make this stuff go away, we'll invite you? 
There you go. Get this attorney general off my ass. Come on. Come on. Offer. I'm Michael. just saying. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he's like, if you make this go away, whatever you want. Whatever you want. We don't, we'll pay the exit fee. <laughs> whatever you want. Just get her off. She can't see the emails, Mike. She can't see the emails. Please call off your dogs. Yeah, that would be that would be awesome if that happened. But uh, yeah, you look. I think we we both think that. Uh, I don't know if this exp. It probably did expedite your exit, right? Well, I a mean, a little bit. I don't know. Like it I, sped it up a little. I I don't know what the end game is, but you you felt urgency anyway. But now you feel obviously even more urgency as you go to a twelve team playoff because again, right now as it sits here, Florida State probably has to win the ACC to get in the playoff. In the SEC, they can finish fourth and get into the playoff. So that's yeah. that's pretty appealing. MyBookie.ag promo code is WarChant. That's an instant cash deposit bonus awaiting you when you use that promo code over at MyBookie.ag. You can use it on anything, whether it's the live betting, live casino, even some of the futures, bowl season, I think two days away, three days away as we record this. First one will be Ohio versus Georgia State. Then we got Lafayette, Louisiana, sorry, University of Louisiana taking on Jacksonville State. So, yeah, we're just we're going to slowly uh, neander our way into the bowl season. Uh, I'm sure you guys want to make your days a little bit more interesting, your evenings watching these games. So uh, put a little skin in the game. Go to mybookie.ag, use that promo code WARCHANT, get a little bit more leverage on your side. Let's see what the, the Florida State spread is. It was 14 last I saw. I wonder if it's going to move at all. And it is still 14. I think it was was it forty five the total or forty four? It's forty four and a half. I feel like that's okay. I feel right. like that's kind of moved a little bit. Maybe it's because they know that Luke Cromanhawk's in a practice with the Knowles. He's gonna give them a yep. look. So that's good. Uh, figure out what you want to do. It's all there for you, folks. Use the promo code WarChannel over at mybookie.ag where you can bet anything, anytime, anywhere. Mentioned earlier in the uh, podcast. Uh, congrats to Jared Verse, second team. All-American uh, via the Associated Press. Braden Fisk, third-team All-American via the Associated Press, as well as Jarian Jones and Renardo Green, both with invitations to the East-West Shrine game. I think Johnny took an invite to the Senior Bowl. Mm. So good to see these guys getting their uh, their their just dues and their props, things of that nature. Um, anything else to talk about here, Corey, as we uh, wind things down? Probably do a Renegade Express mailbag. Tomorrow, I don't know if we have to do a live show or not, Corey. Might be might do a recruiting one instead. I'm sure a lot okay. of people are very interested in recruiting right now. The offensive lineman from Indiana, Carter Smith, uh, we got a full rundown with him. Our Matt Lasser caught up with him after his uh, his visit. But, I don't know, all eyes on Cam Ward for you now here the rest of this week as DJ Uyunglele prepares to come this weekend. Yeah, I think the quarterback. And, look, DJ had a fine year at Oregon State. Um, and Lord knows he played well at Doak. Uh, in 2022, that was probably his best game of his career. Was that night? Um, I, it just you know, I think it tells you, and I'm not, I, 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 I've, I've, I've sung the praises of Tate Rodemaker for going on two years now. Ever since he seemed to turn the corner in the spring of 22, I've, I've really said that you know how much he's, he's just, it's cool to see somebody be a, not transfer, and stay here because they needed him. Maybe they don't beat. They might not even beat North Alabama without Tate Rodemaker. I mean, he came into a really bizarre game yeah. when they're already down 13 points, and they certainly, I don't think, beat Florida with that offense they had against Louisville with Brock Glenn running the show. Hmm. So in the Louisville game from 2022, like I, he's he's been he's helped them win two really two or three really important games in his in his career. 
But I think, as we talked about on headlines, the fact that you know DJ is reportedly visiting this weekend and Cam Ward probably is visiting this week tells you what the coaches think about the quarterback race in 24. And they feel like they need help. And then what I wonder is, let's say you get the news that everybody wants, that Cam Ward on Saturday night or Thursday night or even DJ to a lesser extent, but one of these two guys commits over the weekend. And you know who your quarterback's going to be for 24. Well, who's your quarterback for the Orange Bowl? Mm. Does Tate stay? You know, I, I, I don't – because he – if he's cool with being the backup again in 24 and then portaling over him after he's done plenty of time as a backup, um, if his feelings aren't hurt or if they're hurt but not hurt that badly, you got Tate for the Orange Bowl. If they're really hurt or if he just his last year really wants to start and play a full season and not be a backup waiting for an injury, he might enter his name in the portal. And if his name's in the portal – I doubt my man's going to want to go play without Johnny Wilson, maybe without Keon Coleman, maybe without Jaheim Bell, probably in both those cases, Georgia. Like, that's not maybe the tape. That's, when you're in the portal and you're trying to find a home, maybe that won't be the best tape for you. Uh, so it's going to be, again, it's what a bizarre time we live. Like, Does Corey Clark's collective give him some extra money to stick around? Like, hey, we'll give you twenty five grand if you just finish out the string. You know what would be cool, Laszlon? Why does it the Orange Bowl give these players money to stick around? Give Jared Verse and Johnny some money. All the money you've made over the years and this huge television contract. If you want people to watch your game and care about your game, we see it in golf, give these players appearance fees. Mm. Let them come out. It should be up to them to make the players want to stick around and play. Um, you know, thirty. if you play 30 snaps, you get this. If you play 50 snaps, you know, give them incentives. I don't care. Uh, but – no, I, I no, I wouldn't. I it, it no, because I I view this as an exhibition game, the Orange Bowl, uh, whether they win or lose. Really, I mean, it, it'd be awesome if they won. I know, it'd be man. Fitting it really if would. They won, it really but would. if they lose, I am not holding it against them, and I'm not counting it. So, it is what it is. If they're playing without all these players, um, so either way, no, I would not pay him more to play in that game. Uh, so I yeah, you know, but that's. That's where we live in 23. Like, who knows who's playing? Like, well, you're, I, I, standing I think on Tate some, you're play, standing, but I don't know. You're standing on some real high moral ground right now if you're a Florida State fan. But if you beat Georgia, and I know they're, they're going to have guys set out and miss the game too. But yeah. without some of these guys, my gosh. Like, you just, whatever the, the time limit for being able to complain about this was, you just got like a multiplier if you win that game. You know? Yeah, I get. See, I'm of the. I, I get what you're saying, and I think that's what the common uh, sentiment will be. Uh, no, you, Florida State fans, whether you lose fifty to nothing yeah. or beat Georgia fifty to nothing, this will be a valid complaint for the rest of your life. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. it'll be a valid complaint, and it does not lose or gain, in my opinion, any more validity. It gains validity. It won't lose validity if you lose I to Georgia. I guess, but I think you are going to – what if you're beating Georgia without Bowers and Mims and still McConkie? Though, like, still, we'll get, their quarterback might you've not got, even be there. You've got one hand tied behind your back, too. They've oh, got one tied behind but their then back. It's like, uh, it, it's like watching uh, Michael Jordan and Larry Bird but playing you know wheelchair basketball. Like, great, man. Who's better in a wheelchair? Well, what does that matter? Who's better at full capacity? 
I don't know why I thought of Michael. I think I must have been thinking of the McDonald's commercial. Wasn't there a boxing? Didn't didn't like Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. box each other or some like Roy Jones yes, boxed yes, somebody? Yes, when they were both in their forties. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, right. Like watching Mike Tyson fight Michael Spinks now. I don't know if Michael Spinks is alive <laughs> or not. Was but it Leon you know Spinks? I mean? like, Was it Leon Spinks or Michael? No, Spinks? No, he beat Michael Spinks in ninety-one seconds, and oh, I yeah. saw that at the Fox Theater. Oh, you saw that in the flesh. Well, no, it was in Vegas, but back oh. then it was closed circuit television, nice. and you had to go to these places to watch it. We went to the Fox Theater, <laughs> and my dad spent who knows how much money uh, to watch him lose in 91 seconds. Love you, John. We did it. We did it. Uh, so yeah, I, I just like that's you're not seeing them at full capacity. Um, mm. I think I think they were in a McDonald's commercial playing horse together. Yeah, they were. Jordan you're right. Yeah. Bird. I don't know why. Yeah. It should have been Magic and Bird. Mm. I went with Michael. It doesn't make sense. Michael's a much better player than Larry Bird. And Larry Bird's a great all-time player, folks, but obviously not Michael Jordan. So that that's that's it would be great, sure, to be claim 14 and 0. But neither team is the team that would have played each other on January 1st in New Orleans. Right. It's just not the same matchup. So anyway, but it'd be awesome if they won. I hope they do win. I hope y'all show up and cheer on this team to victory. They deserve it. All right. That's a wrap. Hey, there's a basketball game on Saturday. Okay. Yeah. Primo Spears is going to be available. I, don't, I haven't heard that. I haven't heard that. Hey, uh, I don't know. Did I bring up Cam Fletcher being out for the year? Oh no, I, you, that's a bummer. Yeah, yeah that really is a bummer. Like, yeah. look, this season is looks like it's following the same path as the last couple, which is not good. But that was Cam Fletcher against North Carolina two Saturdays ago. Um, he, he came back from a knee injury, and then Leonard said on Saturday before the game against South Florida that Cam Fletcher was lost for the year so with another knee injury. So that's just such a bummer for that kid. He had some real talent, had some nice moments for this program, was probably the best rebounder, um, but he just, you know, he couldn't catch a break phys- with the physical, and now he's, he's I guess his career's over. I, I, don't, I don't know that he has any eligibility left, so that's a real bummer. And this team uh, looks like it's, uh, well, maybe it'll turn it around. Maybe it'll turn it around. Tyler Van Dyke committed to Wisconsin earlier in yeah. the day. Yep. Kind of rooting for the kid a little bit. I don't know why. He looks like one of my best friends, so I think there's like that going on for him or whatever. I think him and Phil Longo's offense, that's a, could be a pretty potent punch. I know we're signing off, but any thoughts on maybe uh, Dominic Riola's son, Dylan Riola, the quarterback? That's Is it Buford with K.J. Bolden these days? Yeah, yeah, he he transferred in for the one year at Buford, and they didn't win the state championship. They did not. Right? They lost to Grayson, and he did not play all that great. Apparently, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, cool, indifferent, crazy. Apparently, the Omaha World Herald uh, reported on Monday evening that Dominic's uncle, uh, Dylan, maybe. I don't know. No, Dylan's the quarterback. Dylan's the kid. Yeah, maybe uh, his uncle's name is Dominic. No, his dad's Dominic, right? That makes sense. Maybe it's uh, Anthony. Uh, no, because they're all D's. I was trying to think of Italian names. They're all D's. Um, Tommy? Oh, okay. Anywho, uh, his uncle is currently on staff at Nebraska, and he got a year tacked on to his contract and a 53% pay increase. So uh, all sorts of creative ways. I mean, this doesn't – I don't know. I just feel like Nebraska fans, I don't know if they – they haven't even won in the month of February or December. Maybe hiring Scott Frost, they felt they did that one year. But at least for like one night, if this does happen, like good for them, good for Nebraska. Oh or yeah, I'm is this, for it. Or is this yeah. another uh, a symptom of just how sick this sport has become? 
Well, no, because in this it, this used to happen all the time, where a dad, a, a a a kid's dad would be hired on staff. It happened more in basketball, I think, and uh, just to get the kid to come there. And uh, you know, it's just you know, you're it, what's the difference between you pay the uncle a fifty percent raise, so you're giving him two hundred fifty thousand dollars, you're giving the kid two hundred fifty thousand dollars. You're probably giving him more than that to come out to Lincoln to play. So it's just that's the nature of the sport now. I think it's less less gross than it would have been 15 years ago. Does that make sense? Because yes. you know the player's getting taken care of. Right, right, Like right. it used to be just the adults got the money. Sway him here. Hey, we'll yeah. give you – if you can give your star player to come with you, we'll give you a job as a linebacker's coach. But make sure he comes with you, and then we got you a cush job for the next three years. Meanwhile, he's getting his books. Now the kid gets his money too, so I don't have nearly as – Let's make a problem with that, but I'm with you, man. Like that would be awesome. Like that's the that's kind of the beauty of NIL. Not this year, but uh, but you are going to see. I think there's going to be more and more parity. I think um, I it, Georgia and Alabama and all these guys they don't get to just um, hoard all the best players anymore. You get to go get some too, including some off their roster. Jermaine Johnson, you get to go get some guys that are that would be stars on your team that are just maybe possible part-time starters on those teams, and now they're losing real depth, and they're not as dominant as they were. Case in point, Alabama's 2023 football season. But you know what? Clearly one of the best four teams in the country. I can't believe, uh, you know, they almost beat Auburn by two points. Mm. So when you can go into Auburn and win, I don't care how you do it. That's a great win. That means you're one of the best teams in the country. That's why New Mexico State is playing Washington in the Sugar Bowl. Oh, wait, they're not. It's just Alabama. Sorry. I don't think I'm ever getting over it, Aslan. And everyone's so happy. I like I don't think I'm ever – I talked to Bill Hayes, the owner and proprietor of Corner Pocket. By the way, Seventh Hills Tap Room is back open below de- below ground, below the Corner Pocket. Not below ground. It's a real, it's a real restaurant. But it's the downstairs part of the restaurant. Uh, got a menu that looks awesome, including Irish nachos. Ooh. So to get you ready for Dublin. But, yeah, Seventh Hills Tap Room, it's a craft beer place. It's downstairs. Sometimes Corner Pocket can get really crowded, a little bit fun, a little bit crazy. Seventh Hills is uh, a little more low-key, but I was talking to Bill Hayes, and he said when I talked to him on Monday, he was madder on Monday than he was the Sunday it happened. Eight days later, he was getting madder. Yeah. And just wait till you start seeing more of these college football playoff commercials pop up on your TV. It's just going to make you madder all over again, folks. So um, we're all here with you, though. We're all here angry, angry with you. Dylan's father's Dominic. His uncle is Donovan. <laughs> Donovan. And his cousin is Dayton. I love it, man. You know, my, my brother's name's Ali. I'm Aslan. Like, you know, if you had another kid, you would probably named him, you know, Bronson. You know, Brock. Yeah, Brady right. and Brock. Yeah. I mean, Brady strong and Brock AF. And Braden and yeah. yeah, Brock's a good name. Brock Clark. I don't know Brock Clark. It needs to be a two syllables there on that first name. Yeah. We almost went with Brody. I like Brody. I like yeah, Brody. I think Brady fits though. Hey, and he's he might pass some of his classes at Mill Creek High School. So we're all we're all so proud of you, Brady. I was thinking about when Herbie gave Jordan his ultimate Herbie award. Was that like the equivalent of you telling Brady, like, hey, you need to do all this and then we'll get you a car. And then he ends up acing all of his exams. And then you're like, ah, never mind. We're just going to give you a skateboard instead. Yeah. Or a computer. 
Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. It's kind of cool. Yeah, but it's not a car. I know, but uh, it's... yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's. Uh, when did he give him the ultimate Herbie Award? I think over the weekend, or maybe like Friday before the Heisman. Man, that must have meant so much to Jordan. I bet. That's probably maybe the highlight of his football career is getting whatever the fuck the ultimate Herbie Award is. And with that said, we are done, everybody. Jeff Cameron Show, 1 to 3 o'clock. We'll have a mailbag thread up on the Travel Council. So if you're a member, um, pick a number, Corey, 1 through 20. 13. Okay, that's the amount of questions we're going to take in the thread, and then we're going to shut it down. Um, and I don't know if we're going to do a live show or not. Probably not. Probably some Probably recruiting, recruiting I think, would make more sense. Yeah. So we got you covered over at WordChant.com always in the interim. So thanks for listening. Hit the thumbs up. Maybe leave a five-star rating interview on the way out. He's Corey Amazon. Thanks for listening to Wake Up WordChant presented by Corner Pocket Barn Grill.